We've got the team together with the opinion and selections. Let's get it started. RSN 927's Melbourne panel. Great to be with you on this Saturday morning. It's four minutes past eight. What a winter meeting it is this afternoon at Caulfield. The highlight there is the PB Lawrence Stakes at Group 2 level, but there's some terrific three-year-old racing, early season three-year-old racing with the Quisette Stakes for the three-year-old fillies and the Vane Stakes at Group 3 level for the boys. And also there's a listed race, the Regal Roller Stakes. So plenty to look forward to. Let's welcome in the team. Dean Lester, this is always a good day's racing and uh, we need to keep a close eye on these races, especially as we get set to get stuck into the spring. Yeah, it is, Gareth. Good morning to you. It is a good day of racing, often a hard day of racing for the punters because uh, you're lining up class versus uh, the horses with race fitness at around nine metre position and uh, the threat of rain, it, uh, it's a challenging day. Yeah, how do you think that this track will play if the rain doesn't come, Dino? Oh, well, it's going to play fairly firm, isn't it? And play a little yeah. bit more to the to the front. So uh, I think that uh, certainly suggests that uh, it, you know I'll, I'll be looking for those you know closer to the speed unless it rains. David Gately returns from his little bit of a break, freshened up, ready to go for the Saturday form panel. Hello to you, Dino. I should say, um, Gator. Yeah. Hello, mate. Hello, yeah. team. Um, looking forward to this card. Yeah, I think when you're already excited about doing the uh, video reviews, you're probably in the right game. And Warren Huntley, how, hello to you. How do you work out these early three-year-old season races? Well, with some trepidation, and it's obviously a challenge, and I think the general school of thought is that they were an even bunch of two-year-olds, so you're looking for the horses that may well have made that transition transition during a break to, to develop so you've got you know, trials and jump outs to get a guide on that but race day is the, the ultimate guide I think we we saw a horse emerge at Sandan during the week in in aft cabin so where we could see some horses significantly improve on their two-year-old season so that's the challenge we'll learn a fair bit today and I've had a text message exchange with Tim Bailey at Caulfield since the track rating yep. was put out Gareth I've had couple of gallops there this morning and the riders were saying that the track somewhere between a four and a five there was a heavy dew this morning so it will improve as the day goes on but Tim's of the view that it's certainly not going to get too firm because at the moment it's sort of you know bordering four five rather than a, a firm side of a good four. Okay that's terrific information there and Nicole Thomas from the tab joins us on this Saturday morning. Nicole hello to you and who are they backing at this meeting? Yeah, good morning to you. It's a great meeting and they've actually backed the Queenslander Uncommon James. It's in the Regal Roller. That's race seven, number 11. It's now into even money. Also good money for Alpha One in the Vane Stakes and in the feature race, the PB Lawrence Stakes. Money for Mr. Brightside and also Uncle Bryn at a price, but plenty of good early betting moves. A fantastic meeting. Okay, let's uh, get stuck into this meeting at Caulfield and the first race is over the 1,600 metres and you can scratch only the one horse here, the eight Mr. Exclusive, Nicole. Number six, Chief Altony is the favourite. It's into two forty from an opening two dollars fifty. Jimmy the Bear, number seven, is a three dollar chance in from three fifty. Number five, thought of that is a drifter four sixty out to five dollars, just into four dollars eighty now. Midnight Blue, number three, is an eleven dollar chance. It's a drifter from eight dollars out to that quote. Sosie Bond, number four, it had had some specking. Number four, it's into fifteen dollars now. It opened, uh, it got out to eighteen at one point. Charlie Rose, this is into fourteen dollars now. It reached thirty one dollars at one point and vowed declare a $41 chance. But the best back runners early are the favourites, Chief Altony and Jimmy the Bear. Dino, do you want to be taking on this favourite now on a good track? Oh, a little bit, Gareth. Uh, it's an interesting race, isn't it? Uh, I'm thinking that the, the winter form will stack up, but uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy the Bear. I think he'll be in front of Chief Altony in the run, and uh, I think he's got a very good winning chance. Chief Altony obviously would have preferred the, the rain to come, but... Uh, He's there with a chance. And the, I think the other one that's a bit advantage here is thought of that. Dry track and the scratching of Mr. Exclusive. Probably gets a pretty easy lead. Blinkers back on would suggest a bit of intent there. Uh, I'll put him in for third. And Charlie Rose, who ran so well first up in a heavily handicapped uh, this track, over 1,700 last uh, or late winter, uh, kicks off here and it just looks as though she ends up with a beautiful run behind the speed and can certainly place. But uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy the Bear. I think he can make that transition to open grade today. I'm going 7, 6, 5 and 2. Dave Eustace gave a pretty good push. Gator for thought of that, who gets his ideal conditions here at Caulfield. Yeah, exactly that. I think uh, that's the most salient point here, isn't it? Um, uh, dry, the better for him. Uh, he's well and truly good enough. Um, and, uh, yeah, as Dino referenced, he 
he looks the solo leader, first use of the track, so he make a really good case. Um, look, I tip Chief Eltony. Uh, obviously, I think we all would have preferred uh, a bit more jar out, but he's not in it on top of the ground. He, he can't be up forever, though. He's had a lot of really big runs this prep, so some genuine concerns. Now, obviously, he raced on the same day as Jimmy the Bear and, um, at Mooney Valley. His race uh, rated um, you know, significantly the better, but... Look, if it was that easy, we'd all be millionaires. And Chief Elson, he carried 51 and a half, and Jimmy the Bear carried 58 in his race. So, you know, it's not that cut and dry, I don't think. Um, you know, I think uh, Chief Elson's race was run some nine lengths slower, first thousand, and they still ran quicker time. Thought of that there. And Midnight Blue's the other one. Back and widest in a jump out, ran over them. Unplaced, but ran very well. Went fourth, fresh last time in, listed winner at home in WA. Uh, yeah, any of these four, probably six, seven, five, three. Warren, do you just see thought of that getting an easy lead now with the, the scratching of Mr. Exclusive? He does look to control the tempo. Gareth, uh, potentially, Sosie Bond could push forward from a, a wider draw because there's a few of these that are on a path to races over a lot more ground and, and don't have the fitness base. Well, I thought of that's first up, but with the blinkers on, Linda Meacher board from a good draw. He looks to control the tempo to me. I'm leaning six, Chief Altony. He can't be improving at this stage of the preparation, but he never runs poorly, and he, his record on good ground is reasonable, and I think early the day they're certainly going to be at least getting their toe into the ground six for me ahead of seven jimmy the bear who makes the transition out of three-year-old company but looks to be going well five thought of that can give a sight right in the speed i think the track improving during the course of the weeks are a real positive and like Ader, i thought that the recent jump out of midnight blue was encouraging blinkers off for the first up run going to be off the speed but should be strong late six seven five three so the team selections in the first dino with the seven over the 6, 5 and 2. So he's with Jimmy the Bear to do it again. Gator with Chief Elton, 6, 7, 5 and 3. And Warren Huntley with the 6 from the 7, 5 and 3 as well in that opening race. Let's have a look at the second event. And uh, this is over the 1,600 metres for... Um, uh, it's a benchmark 78. No scratchings to report. And, geez, Danny O'Brien, I think, was pretty keen with his favourite American Angel during the week here. Nicole, what price is uh, this mare right now? She's drifted all the way out to $4.40, open $3.90. So number two American Angel on the drift at this stage. Then we've got the Lassophile, now second favourite. It did get out to $6, open 5 back into the $5 quote. Bit of money for Unusual Culture, number eight. It's been six fifty into five fifty. Resort Sue's next, number seven. It's a $7.50 chance. It's gone out from six fifty. Passioni, there's good money for it, number five. It's actually into $8 now. It opened 11 Then we get down to Pitcher Nun, number 11. It's a drifter out to $9. Free Flying Star, number nine. It's into 16 from 18. Write the score, number 10, very solid at the $18 quote. Spanish Tides, number one, $19. She's a dandy, number 12, 26. Number six, Miss Charlie Brown, $41. And Barbie's Fox, number four, is an $81 chance. So good money for unusual culture here, number eight. And Passione, number five, and the favourite on the drift at this stage. And Passione, Nigel Blackerson did indicate, however, that um, if it is a good four, um, he doesn't think that you'll see the best of her. She prefers a little bit of um, given the ground. This former New Zealand mare, Passione, who goes around as uh, one of the uh, the best back mares in this second race here, Gator. How have you analysed this contest? Look, I had trouble splitting American Angel and um, an unusual culture. I've lent, lent slightly to American Angel. Wide, good, second up. Gap between runs into the valley. Looked out plenty to give, but alas, nowhere to go. And as a consequence, she hasn't had a hard run. Now it's three kilos on the winner. Unusual culture, ridden too warm for mine fresh, then ridden too cold last time off a slow tempo. She did run the day's fastest last 200. And now we're looking at a Goldilocks scenario where she can perhaps just right in sort of midfield, steps to the 1600 ideal with a weight relief. Uh, pitching in, much better second up, just missed its true. Now, that horse did fail, Sandown Wednesday, but that was 1,800. Um, the form does tie in through a key rival in Rasutsu. They didn't run well at the Valley in the American Angel race. So it's easy to uh, line that form up. And then Passione next. I agree there's some reservations there. So I suppose the other key hope, I think, 
Uh, I thought they'd run in Sydney, but uh, I can't uh, get a handle on where that stable go. They're too good for me. Two eight eleven five. And David Eustace, Warren Huntley pointed out that, geez, he gave a good push for unusual culture. Um, this former New Zealand man, believes, is really looking forward to the 1,600 metres now. What's your speed map look uh, for this race and then your selections? I thought right the score might be the, the first of the fence, probably a little bit sharper than Thalassophile, Barbies, Fox, Miss Charlie Brown drawn to the inside and out wider. There's been some versatility with Free Flying Star, this preparation. She's uh, able to, to go forward. A lot of it's race shape and, and barriers that dictate where she ends up. She's a dandy, capable of, of perhaps holding a spot. I thought right the score was the, the most likely leader to my eye. Even race, but gee, it wasn't hard to see American Angel just didn't have the momentum when she needed it. The field didn't break up with Cyclone Sally leading at the Valley last start, and Damien Lane was just uh, basically in a, in a box and couldn't get out. And She worked through the line well. Sometimes that can be a little bit flattering, but she won't have that scenario here. You'd think she'd get clear air when she needs it. Stablemate Pichanun was very good second up. She seems to appreciate having her runs spaced. And as Gator said, you can tie that form together with, with its true Rizutsu. So um, I think Pichanun can measure up down here on the minimum weight. Thalassophile's going well uh, from an inside draw. She might even be able to, to, to hold a spot a bit closer than we've seen and she won't have to cover the additional ground that she has been recently. And Pashione, I thought, was terrific winning last start. The step up to 1,600 metres looks suitable and at this stage of the day she should stay, still be able to get her toe into the ground. Two eleven three five. Who wins this mare's contest for you, Dino? Uh, Gareth, this is a tough race. Uh, I'm going with the uh, O'Brien pair. I'm going to go with Pitchinun. Uh, don't know how she wins from the draw, but uh, that's up to Jai McNeil, and I think she's ready to win. Her effort at Flemington was good. Uh, American Angel didn't get the galloping room she needed last start. She'll get it here. She might get too much of it, but uh, I think they'll uh, both run very well. Uh, Rizutsu comes through that Mooney Valley race. Uh, we'll get the momentum, and Thalassophile, yeah, she covered ground last start, but she did get the fly on a few of these, and whether she gets that from Barrier 1 today might race a bit closer, but she's in good form, but uh, yeah, very kind of the MRC to put this on at 12.45, Gareth. Uh, 11, 2, 7 and 3. So 11, 2, 7 and 3 there for Dino in the second. 2, 8, 11 and 5 for Gator. And 2, 11, 10 and 5 for Warren Huntley in that second event. We'll take a quick break. It's 8.17. This is the Melbourne Form Panel as we preview. 20 minutes past 8 at the moment. We're on a good four at Caulfield. As Warren Hartley just reported, good five, good four at the moment there to kick off the meeting. Showers is predict or are predicted towards the back end of the day. Race three is a benchmark 90 for the mares over the 1,100 metres. And you can scratch the one. Bless her here, Nicole Thomas. Good money for the favourite here. She's all class number four, two eighty into two dollars forty. Scorched Earth number two, next best five fifty into five dollars. Number three, Hellfest is on the drift. It's out to five fifty from five dollars. Throntari number seven, also a big drift of four eighty out to the six fifty quote. Money for Little Stevie number five into nine dollars fifty from an opening nineteen dollars. Mega Mia number six has also come in nineteen into twelve, and Terra Mia as well number eight nineteen dollars into sixteen dollars. So excellent money for She's All Class and Little Stevie. No longer double figures. Okay, Warren, before I get your thoughts on this third race, can we just recap your tips in the second? Tips in the second for me, Gareth, were 2, 11, 3 and 5. Yes, I stuffed that up, sorry. 2, 11, 3 and 5 for Warren in race number 2. What about this race here? Um, where do you have Scorch Earth from gate number 1? Well, I think she'll be right there, Gareth. We've seen throughout her career, and, and Damien Oliver was a key part of her education, but she'd shown the ability to, to get forward. She'd then taken a sit 1-1 one, one at times, so she's got a little bit of versatility, and I don't think there's an, an obvious leader in this race. So I would think just naturally with a clean getaway, Mark Zara will be in a positive position, and it could become a tactical race. So I don't think she's all class, has to get that far away, drawn just to the outside of Scorched Earth, and I thought her first up run was terrific, relatively recent addition to the stable. The chain of lightning form looks terrific after that. Galloper showed a different dimension to, to her skill set winning at Flemington last week. So I think this is the right race for She's All Class. Just a benchmark 90 from a good draw. Horse with a bit of upside. Keen on her. Four ahead of three. Hellfest, who looks to have trialled up okay to, to kick off the preparation here. is going to be strong late. I, I don't think 
will be right on the speed, but will be tucked in behind them, although Jamie Carr is very good at getting horses a, a length or so further than you might normally map them. Seventh, Rontari was good winning last start. She comes here fit and in form, and Scorched Earth should give a sight right in the speed. I'm keen on four, ahead of three, seven and two. Are you also keen on She's All Class here, Dean Lester? I am, Gareth. Uh, I thought uh, well, Warren's outlined the case for her and in this small field. The only thing is that it is going to be a bit of a tactical race with no natural leader. Uh, she might just have the best turn of foot to overcome that anyway, and she won't be far away, I wouldn't think, uh, from the way the race sets up. So I am going with her uh, to win. I think uh, Hellfest, uh, we saw her down here in the autumn, and she beat Scorched Earth. It was 1,200 and it was the Valley, but uh, she's trolled up quite well, and uh, I think she can run well. Scorched Earth, probably hope for a little bit more from her in Adelaide, but... Uh, She's going to make her own luck here. I think she'll probably lead and uh, she'll be competitive and little Stevie about 1,100 metres. Caulfield's a good sweet spot for her. Uh, it might be next best, but uh, she's all class. I think of the shorter favourites, she's the one I'd probably be most keen to get involved in on the program. Four, three, two and five. And your thoughts here, Gator? Yeah, I think she's the one to beat as well. She obviously gave six kilos to Chain of Lightning. She thrashed unusual culture. Still ran uh, since run well and may well have one thirty-five minutes earlier by now. Hellfest resumes midfield in a Sydney trial, but uh, ran on sweetly behind uh, uh, beating Anima, if you don't mind. Uh, was a Group Three winner at the Valley, beating one who went to South Australia and won a stakes race from memory. Scorched Earth was behind them. Uh, Scorched Earth meets her a kilo and a half worse, and uh, agree with Dino. Expected better first up, but uh, maybe a drier track is the key there with the added fitness. And Tari's win last time was terrific. Not many races they go that hard, so it may have been exaggerated, but um, it was a very good win. Four, three, two, seven. So Dino selections in the third, four, three, two, and five. Gator with the four as well. She's all class over the three, two, and seven. And Warren Keane on she's all class, four, three, seven, and two. And so is Dave Eustace this morning. So um, uh, she looks pretty hard to beat, doesn't she? She's all class in that third event. Race number four on the program is a benchmark 78 over the 1,200 metres. Scratch the eight, Diesel and Dust. Also the 11, Field of Roses here, Nicole. I am Benet, the favourite, number five, 440 into $3.80. Number one, Home Rule, a 460 chance, has drifted from $4.20. Lady of Honour, number two, has been back, $7 into $4.60. Number six, Invincible Jets, a $7 chance. It's also been specced in from $10. Attractable, number three, 10 into 8 as well. Subuma, number 10, is a drifter, $7 out to 11 Imperial Hilton, number nine, it's a $14 chance and solid. Number 12, Rumbled again, $26. Seven, Condos Express, 34 And Hello Broadcast, number four, is a $51 chance. So money for a few runners here, money for the favourite I am Bene, Lady of Honour, Invincible Jet and also Attractable. So Matty Raymond gave a good push for Home Rule to win again. I don't think I've heard Benny Hayes since my time doing the first word so confident with one of their horses like he was this morning with Lady of Honour who's first up from a long break and she's at 460. Um, Invincible Jet will be going forward. Adrian Bott says they're happy with Invincible Jet, second up here at Caulfield as well, Dino. So there's a few confident camps here. How do you assess this race? Yeah, it's an interesting race, Gareth, but uh, the Lady of Honour push is the one I'm most interested in. Uh, she showed nice ability in that uh, initial, well, that campaign where she won three in a row and then um, resumes off a quite a long break, but Gee, her trial work in recent weeks has been outstanding. I love the way she's been striding out, and uh, I think she's ready to go first up, Lady of Honour. And uh, in a 78 benchmark, she seems pretty well suited uh, for a stakes winner. I am Bene, ran well first up, lightly raced horse coming over from Adelaide. Certainly warrants respect, and I think it's the main danger. Home Rule's going to make his own luck again. He's in good form, drier track here, and making his own luck will be Invincible Jet. He'll lead. He'll give a great sight in the drier track as opposed to the Valley first up, I think, will suit him. And with his racing style, he usually does improve with a run. But uh, I'm going to go with Lady of Honour to win first up, two, five, one, and 6. And the Hayes boys, I think, have got a pretty good handle on things when they tip a horse that strong, Dino. And I like Benny saying that, you know, we were weighing up whether to go to the Regal role or any thought that she would probably be winning that as well. So, um, um, yeah, he's got plenty of confidence about her today, Lady of Honour. What are you doing here, Gator, in the fourth? Well, if she was going to beat Uncommon James, then she's going to win a 78, yes. I think. Um, 
I would have thought. But uh, yeah, it's not that easy, is it? And I am Beno's pretty good, um, pretty good horse. Uh, but I think Lady Honor is as well. Lady of Honor, um, I, I agree. I really liked the latest. She kicked away really strongly, unbeaten three for three last prep, culminating in a stakes win. Look, I didn't think she could beat Decent Rain that day. Uh, Decent Rain was flying, um, but she did. I am Beno in the worst going. Fresh South Australia behind a smart one. Uh, ran a big last 600 at the end of last prep, 33-4, uh, chasing Serides, who led, and that race raced well. So I do think Iron Banner is a danger. I think Saboom is the one who's a bit underrated. Uh, loved his last 100 here last time. His previous 1,200-meter run, he ran over Clemens, so it's a good scalp. Home rule, invincible jet um, in the mix if the others underperform. 2, 5, 10, and 1. And Warren, what are you doing here? Very competitive race. I'm seeing it similarly at the top end, Gareth, with numbers five and two. He's had a slight leaning with that recent run under the belt, Iron Ben A, from a good draw. Andrew Clarkin's doing a good job from his South Albion base with a, a relatively small team. And I think with Ben Mellum aboard from a good draw, Iron Ben A's here to run well. Love the way Lady of Honour's going. The boys have, have outlined, particularly her most recent jump out, she just looked to have a real appetite to, to gallop through the line, which is positive to see off such a, a long break. And She's built a good record in her career to date. Continue to, to build on that, no doubt, this preparation. I thought Invincible Jet will derive improvement from that first up run, riding the speed and through that same form line, home rule, who's fit and flying. Five, two, six, one. So the tips in the fourth from the team. Dean Lester, Ken and Lady of Honor. Two, five, one and six. So is Gator. Two, five, ten and one for the four-year-old mayor, resuming since the 27th of November of... Uh, 2021 and Warren Huntley is with the South Aussie I am Ben A 5, 2, 6 and 1. It's 8.28. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and have a look at the two three-year-old features, the Vane Stakes and also the Quisette Stakes. Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne Racing. RSN 927's Saturday Panel. Looking forward to these three-year-old races at Caulfield. The first of the features there in the three-year-old ranks is the Vane Stakes over the 1,100 metres. We had ingratiating win this last year, bivouac a couple of years back. Um, Russian Revolution, Star Spangled Banner uh, won the Vane Stakes when he went on to win a Caulfield Guineas after that. So um, uh, there's some promising three-year-olds going around here. Just having a look at the scratchings for the vein stakes today. There's only the one scratching, and that's the eight spacewalk here, Nicole Thomas. Yeah, excellent money for the favourite here, Alpha One, number five, three sixty into two dollars eighty, and Giga Kick number six is next in the market. It's also been backed four dollars eighty into four dollars. Semion number one is a five dollar chance. It did reach eight dollars at one point, open six fifty. Malane number three, five fifty out to the six dollar quote. Some money for Thronbone, a tiny bit of support for number four. It's into eight fifty from nine. Man in the mirror number seven, nineteen dollars into fourteen, and Cannonball is a drifter number two. It's eleven out to fifteen dollars. But the best back runners here. Alpha 1, number 5, Giga Kick, number 6, and also some decent money for Semion as well. Looking forward to this race, Gator, but um, it's a difficult one to work out. Yeah, it is. Um, not as tough as the Quisette, but uh, I think there's some challenges there and some unknowns. One of the unknowns is Alpha 1's ability to run 1,100 metres. Um, what we did see last time was an exceptional win. Uh, obviously, um, has... Uh, a really big motor and it's great talent uh, to be able to sustain that sort of speed you've got to be pretty good um you know his race rated through the roof compared to the other 955 meter race and he just kept running through the line there it was, it was an exceptional win and giga kick couldn't have um couldn't have won much better on debut came back flemington and did a really good job winning there he is quick uh, he can sort of on the clock, there was some merit relative to the day with Squid Game and Verenskova, subsequent winner later in the day. Uh, so who has the most upside? Who's going to be strong at 1,100? Will be fascinating. Chameleon resumes. Uh, led in the trial. Was nailed but untouched. Was a really good trial for mine. Beat all by a lofty strike. In good time, fresh last time in. Then he swoopers Blue Diamond. Cannonball and Mullane are in the mix. Uh, I went 5-6. One and two. What's your speed map here, Warren? Well, I think Alpha One's probably the, the fastest horse, but he's got some speed inside him, semi-on, cannonball, giga kick. So 
a bit of it comes down to, to intent and you know whether or not they really want to hunt him out to cross those horses at 1100 metres, bearing in mind that you know he is you know, somewhat on trial the trip, not saying that he won't run it, but I do think he's just seems to, to begin so quickly, put himself in a spot. And they look to be riding Cannonball just a little bit more conservatively in the lead-up work. So thinking Alpha 1, but gee, Giga Kick, Cannonball and Semyon have all got speed. I think Thrombone, Man in the Mirror and Mullane will be the, the three that are that are outsped by the, the ones that have got more tactical speed early. Could be way off the mark here, but I just think Man in the Mirror with the blinkers going on, the winkers off and watching it all unfold from that draw just might get a, a slingshot into the race and I could see him swooping. He's got some good form around him. He's, he's been competitive when he's been down here previously. He's got a Group 2 placing at Flemington in the size behind Let's Roll the Dice and I thought his form leading into that was solid. Looks to have trialled up nicely. So I'm going to go with uh, with him here on a, at a bit of odds. Seven, man in the mirror, head of five, Alpha One, who I think will have a great sight riding the speed and no knock on him yet at 1,100 metres if he can maintain that gallop and only another 150-odd metres or so from Mooney Valley, then he's going to be hard to run down. Giga Kick's going well. Pre-race earmuffs go on here. Just might be a challenge to keep him freshen up for these uh, sort of races over the short course. But he couldn't have done much more in what he's done in his two runs to date. He deserves his crack at a, at a race like this. And Simeon looks to have trialled up OK. And he was a very reliable, almost benchmark two-year-old. And, and he should get a nice run from the draw. Seven, five, six, one. So Warren with some value there. Man in the mirror at $14 there for Annabelle Neesham. Um, Dino, how do you rate these Colts and Geldings in this year's vein? Yeah, it's an interesting race, Gareth, because uh, the ones I'm leaving out have all got uh, terrific winning form. So... Uh, yeah, it's, it you know, makes it a, a tricky affair. I, I'm going to go with Semyon. I just think he's, as uh, Warren said, he's very reliable. Uh, he uh, went to Sydney and won after his uh, Melbourne campaign. His fresh runs are terrific. I thought his trial was good. Uh, and I think he'll probably land behind Alpha 1, peel off, and uh, hopefully he's good enough to get the prize. I think Alpha 1 gives a great sight. The last 100, you'll be holding your breath a bit. But uh, he's hard fit. And he's going to give a, a really big sight. Uh, Man in the Mirror is the best swooper in the race, there's no doubt. He'll settle last, but uh, in a small field, he might be that far off them. Look for him to be closing well. And uh, Giga Kick, uh, this is another test for him, but he's been good in both runs today. I think if you like him, he might, uh, he might get to a little bit better price, but uh, he's certainly well and truly in the mix. And when you're leaving out the likes of Mullane, Thronbone, and Cannibal, you know, it's a pretty good race. One, five, seven, and six. So Dino with the, the Hawks runner, semi on there. One, five, seven, and six. Gator with Alpha, one, five, six, one, and two. And Warren Huntley, keen on man in the mirror at $14, seven, five, six, and one. And Mark Hunter was also keen on man in the mirror yesterday. He made that galloper his Rama Ruffy there on the breakfast club. So some confidence there with Man in the Mirror from the RSC 927 team. Race number six on the program is the Quisette Stakes for the three-year-old fillies. Scratchings here, no diggity. The 11 comes out and the 14, she's pretty rich, Nicole Thomas. There's money for the top three in the market here. Ebha, number three, the favourite, $7 into $4.80. Number 12, Waltz on by, $8 into 6 Number four, I'm Loving Ya, is $6.50 in from $8 as well. Miss Rosiano is a drifter, number one, $6 out to 8 She's got the boom, number six, seven out to the $8 quote. Lady Laguna's been spec, number seven, $13 into $9.50. Oh, high number five has gone from $21 into 14 with Bistro on the drift, number two, $10 out to the $16 quote. Lamandra, number 15, 20 six into eighteen. Bound for home number ten nineteen dollars. Typhoon Titmus number thirteen is twenty six dollars. Eight winner takes it all twenty six dollars. And Berry Bubbly number nine is one hundred and one. So money for so many runners here. The punters going wide. There's money for Ebha the favourite. Waltz on by I'm loving you, Lady Laguna, and also a bit of money at odds for Ohai as well. Yep, this is an interesting race, the Quisette Stakes. Um, Warren Huntley, I'll go to you here first. Um, what's your speed map here? Well, it's speed right across the grid. I think Bistro's probably one of the faster horses drawn 
inside, out wider. She's got the boom, has got some tactical speed. Miss Rosiano's got that draw that was outlined with your chat with Peter Gallagotis earlier, but she does have some, some tactical speed. And, gee, there's there's not many I'm loving. You probably settles a little bit off the speed. Lamandra, the horse on debut, aggressive placement from Team Hawks. So I don't think she'll be right on the speed. She looked to, to travel a little bit off the speed in, in her most recent trial. But there looks to be speed right across the grid. Uh, if you're in a quiz show, you'd be using a few lifelines here, phoning <laughs> friends, doing everything you can. I think, oh, I think it's a very tough race. I've ended up settling on Walsh on by, who I, I think's made some good improvement during her break. She's a maiden, so she would need to, but the form through her runs to date it ties in with Miss Rosiano, I'm loving you, and in the, the Blue Diamond behind Dormier. So she competed at our elite level, like the way she's trialling up. Really competitive race. We'll learn so much here. 12 ahead of four, I'm loving you, who I think will be a little bit off speed, but strong late. Also looks to be coming to hand quite well. The Price and Kent Jr. stable are really getting the hang of producing horses out of that Cranbourne base. Like what she's got the booms done in her runs today, and I liked a recent jump out O'Day and Hoisted with a, a few runners down here. She looks to go very nicely, and three, Ebhar. She probably wants to, to, to pace herself a little bit better than she did in the trial. Crossover noseband goes on here, but uh, yeah, she'll be another one that'll be right on the speed. I mightn't even mentioned her, and you, you asked me about the speed, but I'd put Ebhar very much on the speed from what we've seen from her. 12 4 6 3. You make a good point there, Warren, regarding the Caulfield trainers moving to Cranbourne and um, Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. are loving their new base at Cranbourne. Dino, have you found that, that especially with those Caulfield trainers that moved to Cranbourne, that they've really gone on in leaps and bounds since that move? Oh, yeah, I think so, Gareth. I mean, they are magnificent tracks to work on. And then you've got the variety of the uh, the uh, hill track and the, the bush track. So uh, they've got... Plenty to, to keep the horses occupied, and uh, yeah, they seem to be going really well at the moment. It's a great fill-up for Cranbourne because it has been a you know world-class facility for 20 odd years, and uh, it's uh, it's getting its recognition now. Yep, uh, there's still been no better clocker than you, Dino. However, there at Cranbourne, I don't think there's been anyone else since <laughs> me. Yeah. So I'm the one and only. <laughs> well, uh, we met, we probably do need a clocker there now. Um, so that could be an opportunity be for, busy. A, yeah, for a, a young Dean Lester. Um, what are you doing in the Quisette Stakes, Dino? Gareth, it is an open race, but I, I think Walsam buys the best each way better the day. Uh, I just thought watching her in the autumn, she was way off the finished product. She ran second in the Talindert. Uh, it was a really good run. Then she backed up a week later in the Blue Diamond and had no luck. Now, Peter Moody won this race last year with Gimme Parr, who ran second in the Talindert as well. So he knows the territory. Well drawn, Jamie Carteride, who also rode Gimme Par last year for him. So I'm going with Walsh on by to beat number five, and that is Ojai. I think she'll settle near enough to last, but uh, that good run in the Golden Slipper sticks out in her fresh form's quite good. I think she's trolled up nicely. Uh, four, I'm loving is a good filly. Beat uh, Walsh on by in the Talinda, can run well fresh. And Miss Rosiano, who won a uh, preview here and raced well through that series, um, resumes here. With Zara to ride, but uh, I'm keen on whilst I'm by 12, 5, 4 and 1. And who do you like here in the Quisette Gator? Yeah, well, as I touched on earlier, and, and we spoke about it on Thursday, I think mm. it's the hardest race of the 1938 um, that I covered for Saturday. Um, but I've tipped the same horses there now, and I'm actually more confident hearing it. hearing his confidence. She, I, I agree that she always looked like she'd be a next prep horse to me. Uh, last time in, and it was obviously her first prep, and her recent jump out, that just couldn't hold her slow enough. She still won it. Um, she thrashed Mullane, there's no slouch. Uh, gee, I thought it was great work, and um, in a really competitive race, I thought perhaps the value of that, that early close. I'm loving you, of course, beat her uh, when they clashed in the spring. Her recent uh, jump out was good. She chased Cool and Gatter, was the fastest heat of the morning. They're in significantly faster time than a Group 1 winner in Lombardo. Ebhar is a trial star. Got to do it on race day, um, but obviously the Mercy Cooper win here was terrific. And two forgivable runs in Sydney. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the trials have been spectacular. And Lamandra, gee, it's not easy here on debut, but uh, I thought she went better than Lady Laguna in, in her trial. And Lady Laguna's place to Fireburn is probably going to be the champion two-year-old. So I'm not, uh, I'm not saying no there either. Or another 10 horses. 12, 4, 3, 15. 
So the tips from the team in a difficult race, but they're pretty keen, I think, on the 12 here for Peter Moody and Jamie Carr looking to go back-to-back in the Quisette. And whilst on by, you can get $6.230 for her each way. So Dino's with the 12 over the 5, 4 and 1. Gator also with the 12 from the 4, 3 and 15. And Warren Huntley, he's with the 12 from the 4, 6 and 3. So... The team keen on uh, Walsom by. It's 8.42. We'll take a break and we'll return and have a look at the Regal Roller Stakes and also the feature event, the PB Lawrence. Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne Racing. RSN 927's Saturday panel. Race number seven's over the 1,200 metres. It's a listed race. It's the Regal Roller. And you can scratch the six showmanship. Hopefully he's okay. And Pindaric, the 10, comes out here. But I tell you what, Nicole, they're backing your Queenslander here in Uncommon James. What price is he now? Now into a dollar ninety-five, so they are backing it incredibly well. Backed in from three dollars, it opened three fifty, but there is a fifteen cent deduction. So we bet about the three dollar mark if you apply that, but that is still a huge move for number eleven, Uncommon James Lombardo. Pretty much everything else has drifted. It's drifted out to six fifty from five fifty. Number four, open-minded, out to the eight dollar quote from seven fifty this morning. Cinewan number two, also out to eight dollars fifty. Number three, Rangers is an eight fifty chance as well with Felicia solid at the sixteen dollar quote. Sartorial Splendor. Number nine has gone fifteen dollars out to eighteen dollars. High stranger number five thirty-four. William Thomas number twelve is fifty-one dollars. Viral number eight an eighty-one dollar chance. But it is all about the Queenslander Uncommon James. And he's been heavily supported. So we might hear from his co-trainer Stephen O'Day talking about his chances. Yeah, look, he can have a little bit of tactical speed. I, I, ideally, we'd we'd like to just just park sort of probably in that second pair somewhere around there, second or third pair. Um, you know, as I said, he was a horse at early days. He used to want to sort of rush things a little bit. Um, so, you know, definitely want to see him sort of relax early and, and allow him to show that sort of turn of foot. But, um, you know, there looks to be a couple there that will roll forward and hopefully he should be able to sort of park in just behind the speed. I know the scratching showmanship makes him firm in a little bit more, Dino, but you could have got, what, $8 at the start of the week for Uncommon James. Yes, uh, in the early markets, Gareth, Um yeah, he looks the, the right horse for this sort of race on the limit weight, and uh, he's going to just get a beautiful run. Uh, everything falls into place. Damien Lane riding at uh, 54 kilos. He's got the, I think, Sartorial Splendor Lombardo probably an open-minded to cart him into the race, get him around the turn, and uh, then he should sail for home, and he does look uh, the one to beat uh, in what looks a pretty thin race now. I think uh, the dangers I've put in uh, Cinewan, I'm a rap for Cinewan. Whether he needs further would be the query. But look for him to be strong late. He was terrific in the Australia Stakes first up last prep. And Rangers is the other one that goes in the quaddy because he's just Mr Reliable. He just keeps turning up. And uh, the Snowdens place these horses so beautifully and maximise the results with them. And uh, Rangers is another example of that. And Lombardo, I'll put him in for fourth. Don't know if he can win with the 61 first up. But uh, yeah, he's such a good 1,200-metre horse. But... Uh, it's a very interesting runner, Uncommon James. You've got to take a short price now to find out, but I think he's the one to beat. 11, 2, 3, and 1. 11, 2, 3, and 1. And Bob Peters is getting in contact saying that there's nothing wrong with showmanship. He'll be going around next week at uh, Mooney Valley. Gator, who wins the Regal Roller? You're keen on this Queensland, if I can recall from our game plan on Thursday on RSN Central. Yeah, um, once the early shoppers just has to win now. It's uh, the only box left to tick. Uh, look, I thought he was vulnerable first up off a long break. Uh, look, I still tipped him, uh, but no, he just thrashed him. Uh, then I thought, oh, he's going to be vulnerable second up off that long break. Still tipped him, but with an asterisk, no, nah, thrashed him. Ran quicker time than the listed Chief De Beers on today as well, despite a slower early section. Cinnawan's a good horse as well. He ran on hard first up, beating all by Marabai in a group two weight for age race first up last time in. Liked his jump out. Lombardo, now a group one winner, so uh, I guess he's earned the 61. It's never easy with that sort of weight, though. And Rangers, certainly a stakes-class horse. Uh, beat home King of Sparta and uh, Scalapini, didn't he, in, in, in the Healy stage. So he's in the game as well. 11-2-1-3. Are you taking on this Queenslander, Warren? He's tight enough in the market. I want some insurance in the quaddy, Gareth, but uh, as the boys have outlined and... He looks to be the, the right horse in the right race and he looks to get a, a lovely run behind what looks a reasonable speed, open-minded, sartorial splendour, you know, perhaps even Felicia somewhere near the speed. 
Lombardo. That just looks a nice scenario for him to just tuck in behind them, as Steve O'Day said, maybe in the, just that second pair with some good speed in front of him. He's had a nice tick over jump out since he's arrived here down the straight at Flemington, looked to work through the line well. He looks the, the most likely winner to me. 11 ahead of three Rangers, who's got race fitness. Good win in the Ramorny last start. Sinner one will be off the speed, but you'd think it'd be strong late. Uh, look for him to work through the line, get deeper into the preparation than he has done in his last couple of preparations, because I think he's got a decent race in him later on in the spring. Lombardo has earned that weight with his, uh, with his Goodwood win, his terrific record at Morfordville, but also a terrific record in general, 11-3-2-1. Dino with the 11, 2, 3 and 1. Uncommon James for Dean. Gators really keen on Uncommon James as well. The 11, 2, 1 and 3 and so was Warren. So 11, 3, 2 and 1 for Warren in at the Regal Roller. Race number eight's the PB Lawrence Stakes over the 1,400 metres. Wait for age at Group 2 level. Scratchings are clear here, Nicole Thomas. Number two, Mr. Brightside, the favourite, 350, got into 320, just back out to $3.30, but well backed. Scalapini, the Queenslander, number four, has gone from 370 out to $4.40. Number seven, I am Superman, next in the market, a $5.50 chance out from $4.80. Number eight, Elephant, is $8 and solid. Number nine, Uncle Bryn's been inspected a price, $23 into $10 now. Money for Buffalo River as well, number five, $14 into 11. Regal Power, number one, it's been a drifter out to 13. Streets of Avalon, number three out to 17 and ASAR number six a $34 chance so there's money for three in the market here Mr Brightside the favourite Uncle Bryn at a big price and also Buffalo River he's a fascinating runner today Uncle Bryn um, yesterday I caught up with Mark Pilkington of course from Seymour Bloodstock who own Uncle Bryn and he explained why they're going around in the Lawrence Stakes and racing him outside of his class today Hard decision, but ultimately um, you know you listen to uh, Trent and Natalie and the, and the jockeys and and the like, and when we balanced it up, we thought um, the option was a run at Mooney Valley in a benchmark race next week, where we had hoped he would have been winning that, and out of that, you'd probably get your six points or whatever from a ratings perspective, and the subsequent run was probably then throwing him in the deep end, so really, we're um, we're probably risking a, a fine of, you know, another five or six rating points to maybe run a drum in this race, and then find out where we sit a bit, so... Um, Benny Mellon told me that he's come back sort of fit and hungry from a bit of an enforced break, so um, he'll be he'll be putting his best foot forward. And I, I just hope um, it'll be my idea come Saturday afternoon if it's right. Don't worry about that. So he was a hundred to one on Monday, Uncle Bryn, in the all-in market. Then when the final field came out, he was at twenty-one dollars, I think, with the tab. Now he's into ten dollars, Gator. Yeah, look, I still uh, want to tip him. I would have liked that extra zero. I missed that. Um, the start of the week, but uh, uh, look, he, he can't win mathematically. Um, he's an 87 Raider, so Elephant should be giving him, what, 9 kilos. He, sorry, he should be giving Elephant 9 kilos, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I reckon he's really good. So, and his recent jump out, he was uh, fabulous. He went straight by Elephant, who admittedly was untouched and was right on his heels. They both went really well, to be honest. Um Elephant's won three or four first up. His miss was last prep when he had issues. He was spelled. Um, I think they're the two I want to play, um, but certainly think Mr. Brightside can win as well. Uh, he just never runs poorly, so why would he come out and start doing that now? He may have won first up last prep, then was competitive with Thunderstruck at Wade for Age and was able to turn the tables on him in a Doncaster with a big weight swing. And Iron Superman sat back in his trough and ran over them. His last fresh run, uh, he was a distant fourth, but the run was outstanding. He was pressured on a suicidal speed. It was something like 45 seconds and change, first 800. He still had the audacity to kick away, and that was a Wade Frage. He was run over um, the last 100 and, and entitled to, uh, to you know drop out like the other leader did. So he's, they're the four, I think. Uh, Scalapini's um, a trifecta, I hope, next. But 9, 8, 2, and 7. What's your speed map in the Lawrence Stakes and then your tips here, Warren? I thought Streets of Avalon, although he's not as sharp as he used to be, probably holds a spot from the inside draw, drawn to his outside Buffalo Rivers quite often ridden with some intent and uh, that was shown in a recent jump out. Out wider, ASAR, well, he's been driving the mad on the speed over shorter distances, so look for a notification of any change in tactics there, but otherwise you'd say he's going to be right there. And Scalapini might just be able to drag across with, with Asar and get into a, a forward spot up to, to 1,400 metres from the Bletchingley. 
I'm tipping Mr. Brightside, but you know, he's got a long campaign ahead of him, so no doubt he'll improve with the run, but just made such leaps and competitive in an all-star mile. I know the Doncaster was a handicap, but uh, that wasn't his fault. He was thrown in there with the, the weight, and he'd been competitive in, in stronger races leading into that. So I think he's got a terrific winning chance. Two ahead of seven, I am Superman. Probably don't want to see too much more rain during the course of the day. He's a better horse on a good rated track, but he's very reliable in this grade. He should get a nice run, and I think he's trialled up well. Scolopini, number four, will strip fitter for that run in the, the Bletchingley. And nine, Uncle Bryn, he just surged through the line in that recent jump out. It was like the turbo kicked in for a while in the middle stages of that jump out. So he's hard to line up from a ratings perspective, but we haven't got a ceiling on him yet, and he could run well here. 2749. How have you tried to read this race, Dino? Uh, Gareth, I'm coming back to Mr Brightside as well. Uh, I think uh, he can run well fresh as Gator outlined. He never runs poorly, and I'll go back to that all-star mile. If he begins better and gets his usual spot, uh, he probably runs the place at weight for age, runs a lot closer, and even so, he ran fourth, so it was a good run. I thought his most recent jump out was terrific. Again, stretched out well over the final stages. He's got a nice, even speed drawn inside him to cart him into the race. I think he'll run very well uh, to beat Scolopini, who's got the fitness, a five-time winner at 1,400 metres, so he'll run well. Uh, Uncle Bryn, as Gator mentioned, it's mathematically it doesn't make sense. Uh, to be tipping him, but uh, maybe the uh, Lawrence being run early in August at uh, Caulfield doesn't make sense either. Uh, but uh, he can run well. Uh, his trial was amazing and tried to find a precedent, Gareth, of a horse doing this. And a horse called Ajib in 2014 was a 77 rater when he ran second in the Lawrence to Pusson Stalloon. So it has been done off uh, you know, lesser form lines before, not many try, and, and yet uh, if they're going well, they can run well, and I'm sure this horse off his trial is going well, and I am Superman, what Warren said is the, the salient point, he just needs firm ground, so he doesn't want any rain through the day. Two, four, nine, and seven. There's Dino selections in the Lawrence, so two, four, nine, and seven, he's with Mr. Brightside for the Hayes Brothers, and Lindsay Park Gator is with Uncle Bryn. To win the Lawrence as an 87 rater. 9, 8, 2, and 7. And Warren Hartley's with the 2 over the 7, 4, and 9. So Warren's with, of course, Mr. Brightside as well. Let's have a look at uh, the final event race. 9 on the program. Benchmark 84 over the 1,400 metres. 7, Frida moves a scratching. The 1, the 8 comes out as well. Sig Positano um, uh, is a scratching. The 10 Incredulous Dream also comes out the 14 here, Nicole Thomas. El Rocco is a drifting favourite, number 16, 350 out to $4.20. And Pacero is also a drifter, number 9, $4.80 out to the $5 quote. But excellent recent support for Tamerlane, number 13, $13 into $7.50. Also unanimous has just been backed in the last 10 minutes or so. It's number 11 and it's gone into $8 from an opening $11. Number 4, uh, Lucky Decision out to $9.50. Number 2, Military Expert also out to that $9.50 quote. Number 3, Polanco is out to $10. So risque, number 6 is an 11 $11 chance and solid. There's money for I Could Do Better, number 12. $21. We opened it into 15 now. 15 Delightful Journey, $51. Think and Fly, number one, also 51 And Skador, number five, is a $71 chance. So money for three runners above the rest. Tamerlane, number 13. Unanimous, number 11. And also money at a price for I Could Do Better. Warren, who wins the last? Lifelines left. I'd be using one in the last. This is a, gee, it's a challenging race. I thought Unanimous was good, probably on his own down the middle of the straight first up, but liked the way he worked through the line, number 11. Not surprised, as Nicole Thomas outlined, there's some support there. Hope he begins cleanly from a good draw. He should get every opportunity. I'm including El Rocco. He's come back as a very good horse, gelded, and uh, obviously that recent runs have been on rain-affected ground but uh, you know, according to John McArdle he could be as effective if not even better on drier ground so can't knock the way he's returned this preparation. 12 I could do better. You don't see many better jump outs than what we've seen from this horse having its first run for the Matty Raymond stable. Bit of intent in the jump outs in the, the western districts but gee looks to have been building a, a good fitness base and, and really galloping well. Raft of gear changes including the blinkers off. I'll put Polanco in as next best who's been consistent sometimes without much luck in similar races in recent weeks. Hopefully he can begin cleanly from, from the draw should get a nice run. 11, 16, 12 and 3. Dino? Uh, yeah I've landed on the same horse in a really Tough race, uh, unanimous. Uh, I thought he was 
Very good down the straight first up, and I think 1,400 suits him. He's a winner here at 1,400 metres. The speed of the race should suit him. He'll need a bit of luck getting through traffic at the right time, but happy to uh, back him at the odds. Uh, to beat nine, Pasquero, uh, I think 1,400, Damien Lane. Uh, been freshened up since that last run, which was inconclusive. I don't know how well he was going, but he certainly got chopped out at the time, and he did stay at 1,200, a much better horse at 1,400. Polanco probably would have preferred a bit more rain, and I could do better as a really interesting runner. He's always had talent. He's trolled up well, uh, and certainly our Rocco goes in the quaddy. 11, 9, 3, and 12. And your tips here, Gator? Um, I'm going to tip Pesquero. I think his first up run was lovely work, gap between runs, um, staying at the shorter trip, second up. And I thought he was going well when he was stopped in his tracks and eased out of the race. Um, he hasn't had a hard run now. As a consequence, he gets to 1,400 third up on a likely better track. El Rocco, two fabulous wins this time in. Really good time, really good figures. Drops to 54. Just has to do it on better than heavy. Polanco, certainly in the game. Lucky decision, I think, the improver away from soft seven if the rain has missed by now, um, which of that, that weight relieved. So 9, 16, 3 and 4 home. So Dino's with the 11, 9, 3 and 12 in the last, 9, 16, 3 and 4 for Gator, and 11, 16, 12 and 3 for Warren. Uh, Warren Huntley, your best and equality there, please. I struggled with the best today, Gareth. I'll make it race three, number four. She's all class. I just think the race sets up nicely for her. So she's my best. First leg of the quaddy, 3, 4, 5, 6 and 12. Numbers 2, 3 and 11 in the second leg. Third leg, 2, 4, 7 and 9. Wide in the last, coming home with numbers 3, 6, 9, 11, 12 and 16. Have a good day, Warren, and looking forward to hearing you tomorrow with correct weight. Looking forward to it too, Gareth. Dino, your best in a quaddy, mate. Uh, my best on an each-way basis, Gareth, on a tough day. Whilst I'm by race six, number 12, and my quaddy, uh, first leg, uh, the numbers would be 12, 5, 4, 1, and 3 in that order. Second leg, 11, 2, and 3. Third leg, 2, 4, 9, and 7. And the last leg, 11, 9, 3, 12, and 16. You're a beautiful man, Dino. Enjoy your day. As are you, Gareth. And Bob Peters is getting back. Actually, showmanship... Um, had an elevated temperature there last night, so hopefully he can get over that pretty quickly and they can push on and um, find a race for him next week. So that's the reason why showmanship is out of the regal roller. Gator, your best at Caulfield and Aquati. Uh, race 7, number 11, Uncommon James. Next best, race 3, number 4, she's all class. Quaddy wise because that first leg, well, most of them, 12, 4, 3, 15, 6, 5. Regal Roller, 11 and 2. Lawrence, 9, 8, 2 and 7. And we'll come home with the 80, benchmark 84. The numbers will be 9, 16, 3 and 4. Gator, enjoy your coffee um, for your th- third coffee, I would imagine. And I'll come back to you for the Sydney preview in just a moment. Roger. There we go. There is the Melbourne Form Panel previewing Lawrence Stakes. Stay there at Caulfield.